Welcome to the MPFFU Podcast. The intent and purpose of the MPFFU Podcast is to support the mission to improve wages, working hours, and working conditions for its members. This podcast will disseminate evidence-based relevant information, resources, and strategies. To accomplish this, the MPFFU Podcast will provide reliable, factual, and actionable information that strengthens, empowers, and supports the MPFFU members and locals through United Action. Now our host, Jeff Lassers. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 20 of the MPFFU podcast. I'm Jeff Lassers, and I've been a firefighter and paramedic with the West Bloomfield Township Fire Department, Local 1721, since 2004. I'm also a member of the MPFFU Union Education Committee. This episode is brought to you in part by Fresh Coast Custom Leather Works. The folks over at Fresh Coast create beautiful, custom, handcrafted, American-made leather goods. This Michigan-based company has a great selection of high-quality, customizable products for firefighters, including suspenders, radio straps, radio holsters, chin and glove straps, shields, and passports. Purchase a set of suspenders and get 10% off the rest of your purchase. Visit FreshCoastLeather.com for more details. In this episode, I sit down with Ken Barnes and Sarah Coddington-Heath, who are here to describe the value of knowing your employee rights when being questioned by your fire department, administration, or employer. Ken is a captain with the Delta Township Fire Department, Local 2846. In addition, Ken is the MPFFU Western Trustee, as well as the co-chair of the MPFFU Education Committee. Sarah is a firefighter with the City of Saginaw, Local 102, as well as a member of the MPFFU Union Education Committee. In addition, Sarah is a licensed attorney in the state of Michigan with over 10 years experience. During this episode, Ken and Sarah will discuss employee rights, specifically Weingarten and Garrity rights. Weingarten rights pertain to union members' rights during investigatory interviews, where the member reasonably believes the interview could result in disciplinary action. Under Weingarten rights, union members have the right to request union representation during such interviews. Union members have the right to representation to help them navigate potentially disciplinary conversations, ensuring that they don't inadvertently incriminate themselves or agree to unfavorable conditions. In addition, union representatives can help ensure that employers follow the proper procedures and treat employees fairly during investigatory interviews. Garrity rights arise from the Supreme Court case Garrity v. New Jersey. These rights pertain to public employees and protect them from being compelled to incriminate themselves during investigations conducted by their employers. Essentially, statements made by public employees under the threat of job loss cannot be used in criminal prosecutions. Understanding Garrity rights is vital for union members, especially those public sector positions, because they provide protection against being compelled to incriminate oneself, aligning with the Fifth Amendment protections. Bottom line, these rights ensure that investigations are carried out fairly and within the confines of the law. For union members, understanding Weingarten and Garrity rights allows them to make educated decisions during critical moments in their careers. Knowledge of these rights empowers union members to stand up for themselves during investigatory proceedings, fostering a more balanced power dynamic between employees and employers. These rights offer a legal safety net, potentially protecting members from unjust treatment and criminal prosecution. For these reasons, it's vital for union members to be well-versed in Weingarten and Garrity rights, and for us unions to educate our members about these rights proactively. 
This turned out to be a fantastic and brief episode that breaks down Weingarten and Garrity rights for MPFFU members. Thank you to Ken Barnes and Sarah Coddington-Heath for helping us all to better understand our rights. Thank you, and enjoy the show. Good morning. Morning. Good morning. Thanks for driving all the way out here. Mm -hmm. Beautiful Highland Township in a very brand new building with an MPFFU fire department. What a good morning. It's great. Perfect. Life's good. It's awesome. Ken, tell everybody who you are, what you do, and where you do it. My name's Ken Barnes. I'm a captain at Delta Township, local 2846. I've been there since 2001. I get to retire next May. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, I've been on their e-board for about 15 years. Uh, I did 10 years as the president. I'm the current co-chair of the MPFFU Education Committee, and I'm also the MPFFU Western Trustee. Wonderful. So yeah, the Union Education Committee, the MPFFU, has really spearheaded a number of episodes in a row to really educate people. And so that's been a big part of this. And I know as the co-chair, you've been a big part of kind of getting this moving along. We appreciate that. Yes. It's been a uh, work of love. I've been on it since 2016. Yeah, even though you love it, it is work. Oh, it's some there's work. There's effort, there's driving, <laughs> there's thoughts, there's words you got to put on paper. It's not just yeah. hanging out with uh, firefighters. Yes. But we are hanging out with firefighters. We Here's are. another one. <laughs> Sarah, who are you? What are you doing? Where do you do it? Yes, I am Sarah Coddington-Heath. I'm from uh, Saginaw Firefighters Local 102. I've been with the department for 10 years. I'm a lieutenant there. I've been on their e-board for about eight years. The past uh, two years, I've served as the secretary. Aside from my union experience, I'm also an attorney. I've been a licensed Michigan attorney for over 13 years, so I have some experience in this area. Currently practicing? Here and there. I don't generally uh, seek clients, but um, I do things here and there when I'm asked. Maintain the licenses and everything necessary, and you're still up to speed on everything. It's not like you left that world behind. You're still up to date. Correct. Wonderful. All right, well, you guys are here to talk about employee rights, specifically Weingarten and Garrity rights. Sarah? What are Weingarten rights? Well, arguably, Weingarten, I feel, is one of the most important rights that any union member can consider. You should be presented the Weingarten cases as soon as you join a union. And Weingarten is there to protect you. It's there to make sure that the employer doesn't do anything that they are not allowed to. So basically, Weingarten stemmed from a National Labor Relations Board case where an employee was accused of theft. And the employee asked if they could have their union representative present when the employer was questioning them. The employer denied it. And that case went all the way up to the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court said that, yes, the union member is allowed to have representation in any issues in which they are considered to have disciplinary concerns. Weingarten is there to protect you, but you have to ask for your rights. You can't expect the employer to tell you that you can have union representation. You need to ask for a representative present. So the law is present, but I need to evoke it. So that means I need to be aware of when. So give everybody a little bit more specific. You know, you just said there was a criminal accusation to somebody and they wanted the representation and they weren't providing it. That's more obvious. I had a criminal accusation. Some things aren't as obvious. So what are the situations of which I should have a heightened sense of awareness of like, hey, I need to evoke my Weingarten rights now? Anytime you're called into a supervisor or your employer's office and they have some kind of concern in which you or a reasonable person, there's a reasonable person standard, and let's go into that for a second. A reasonable person isn't what you think may be the case. 
A reasonable person is a general concept of what someone may anticipate is the case. So say you're called into your employer's office for a disciplinary matter and you have reason to believe under a reasonable person standard that you may be disciplined with any information that's provided. You want to make sure that you have a union representative present to protect you, to intervene on your behalf, to make sure that all the rules are followed. You can even stop in the middle of a meeting and say, look, I think this might result in discipline or some kind of disciplinary issue. I would like to have human representation present. And then at that point, the employer has two options. They can deny their request. We'll get into that in a minute. Or they can say, yeah, sure, we'll stop the meeting for a minute. You can go get your union representative. So maybe a third option is they can just end the meeting? (laughs) Correct. They could just end the meeting. Okay, so they can either stop the meeting and go get you a union rep or you call up your own union rep to come into the meeting. And every local defines who those people should and shouldn't be in those situations. And then the second one is they say no. This can be a sticky situation. But the important thing is you have to ask. So if you ask and they say no or they say this doesn't result in discipline and they keep going, If down the road it does result in discipline, then you can go back and say, hey, I asked for a union rep. I was not provided that, and that was in my right to have, my wine garden right to have. Then that is a violation of the labor standards, and you have a right to go through the the process of a grievance or however you need to intervene in that situation. And I guess that could be up to legal action, even depending on what the situation is. Yes. If it, if it results in my termination and it was wrongfully or procedures weren't done correctly, I'm guessing there's not a limitation to, well, I told the uh, supervisor or mayor and, you know, they're going to write them up. No, there's like legit actions to be taken. This is a federal law. Yes. They have to follow the law or they have consequences. And things that you say in that interview or that meeting, if you were denied representation, may be thrown out. It may not be considered, and they may have to reverse their disciplinary decision based on that. I'm not saying that they will. Right. I'm saying that there's a process, and once you've invoked that right, you've allowed that process to take its course. So it sounds like in any situation, the soonest I evoke those rights and get my union representation, the better, number one. And then number two, be prepared for them to say no. Yes. And, you know, a lot of that, that preparation starts now, right? Learning about what Weingarten is so that when I find myself in the situation, I go, oh, okay, I know what this is. I know what I need to do. Exactly. As an employee, you don't want to go into that office and just start talking. You have rights. And we have had members do that. You know, chief calls him in, hey, you know, just come on in. I just want to talk to you about this call. And then you find out later and you're like, no, no, no. You have rights. You have Weingarten rights. And they're there to protect you because you may say some things you probably shouldn't. And it's always good to have that other set of ears and eyes about that interview, what's going on. I don't want to say that most chiefs know that they're out there, but we can't make that assumption. And we have to invoke those rights and say, we have Weingarten rights. We want to invoke those. So it could certainly feel, if you just explain it from the surface, you can get an idea of like, well, you're just trying to hide something, right? This isn't about hiding anything. Not at all. So give us a little more clarity on that. It's not like don't talk because you know you did something wrong and you can't make them say you did the wrong thing, right? No. So can you kind of touch on that procedural aspect of why that doesn't mean you're guilty of anything? 
So as a union member, you're a member of the collective bargaining unit, and your employer is well aware that you have rights within that unit. And if you don't invoke those rights, then you're not protected to the best of the ability of the union to protect you. I would say anytime, you, it is not going to hurt you whatsoever to say, hey, I want someone here. I want a union representative here. Because if they say no, that's on them. Down the road, if something happens, you're protected. Yeah, they're accepting it, their own terms and conditions by doing that. Yes, There's a yes. whole thing they open up and they can put themselves out there for that. Yes. Yeah. So many people uh, go through disciplinary processes, and unfortunately, a lot of them, they could have had someone with them to another set of ears, another set of eyes, and if they don't, then there's no one else to help you if something goes wrong down the road. So if you invoke that up front, if something goes wrong down the road, you have an avenue of action against If you ask for it. If you ask for it. Which means you got to know it exists. Yes. Okay, Sarah, does this only apply to when I'm called into the office, like a meeting, or does this apply to any information that I'm requested of? It absolutely does not apply to just calling into a meeting. Any action, whether it's an email, whether it's a written or typed correspondence that's requested, uh, text, anything that the employer asks you to provide, any kind of conversation that they could possibly be eliciting information that could result in discipline, you are allowed to have a union rep help you. They can help you write a letter. They can help you write a narrative. They can help you write an email. You are allowed to that assistance as a member of the bargaining unit if you are possibly subject to discipline. And in those situations, evoking my rights would be going to my union and be like, hey, can you just look this over? Or yeah. would you help me write it? In any regard there, that's, that's you evoking it is just talking to them and bringing them into the conversation. Yes. And you can choose any union member, anyone right. you want, part of the union, to come help you. Now, they have to be reasonably able to get to the location or to yeah. help you within a reasonable amount of time. Now, if something's really pressing, the employer may say, hey, we need to deal with this sooner than later. we got to have someone that's close by. That's not unreasonable. But let's say if it's a matter that can wait a little bit and if somebody's off shift and you want them to come in, you can say, hey, I, I want this person to wait and do it then. Yeah, some things are not time sensitive and so other things you just got to get to the bottom of and you just got to do what you got to do. And I think right. everybody would understand those situations. Right. All right, we covered Weingarten. The next one is Garrity rights. Ken, what are Garrity rights? So Garrity is a Supreme Court case, New Jersey versus Garrity. Garrity is a chief, but he's like one of five or six police officers that were charged with fixing tickets. So the employer said, hey, we're going to investigate this. You don't have to answer questions if you don't want to, but... They can be used against you. And by the way, if you don't answer them, we're going to fire you. So now they had this choice of, do we answer them or don't we? So they decided we want to keep our jobs. So they answered the questions. They were ultimately terminated, and they used those questions, those interviews, against them in a court of law, and they were prosecuted. So basically, they just forced an admission of guilt on them, mm -hmm. and it was obtained in an illegal way. Correct. So they took it to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court ruled that was not right. They were compelled, which means they were forced to answer questions under threat of, in this case, termination. But it could be, if you don't answer it, then we're going to suspend you or, you know, 30 days without pay. So they ruled that they were compelled to answer those statements. And under the Fifth Amendment rights, you cannot incriminate yourself in a criminal proceeding. So the Supreme Court ruled that that was illegal and charges were dropped. So the Garrity race comes from that sentinel event to then say to everybody else, hey, 
it's not cool <laughs> yeah. for you to be forced to give information. Correct. Now, there can be situations where you have to give information, but there is a legal process to obtain that Correct. information, right? So it's not like you can just plead the fifth on everything. We do have a duty. Right. We do have a job. People trust us to come into their homes and do some pretty <laughs> cool stuff. Yeah. So there's probably a point to which we have to give it, but this isn't about not giving it. This is about providing the information in a legal and honorable way that has integrity for the system. Correct. And when you're called in, I think most of us will know that we're being brought into this investigation for whatever it is. It's imperative that you've asked, is this an administrative investigation or is this going to be a criminal investigation? And that's where the separation is. Garrity protects you on that criminal aspect. And then you have to ask, okay, are we administrative or criminal? And if they say, well, it's administrative. Okay, well, could it lead to criminal? And they're going to have to make that decision. And if they say, no, no, we're, you know, it's not going to be criminal. Okay, if it's not going to be criminal, am I compelled or am I going to have to answer these questions? You have to be ordered to answer the questions. Most of the time, they're going to say, yeah, you have to answer the questions. So you answer the questions. The administrative part of it, they're going to ask you questions about your duties and your roles and your job, what you do. That's what you have to answer, and you have to answer it truthfully. Now, if we go the criminal route, obviously you have to answer it truthfully. But that's when you invoke your Garrity rights, when you're being told that you have to, you're being ordered to, and it's going to probably be a criminal. And then that's when you say, I want to invoke my Garrity rights. And then that way they can't use any of those statements against you for prosecution. Right, because criminally doesn't imply like horrible murder. Criminal could be like a misdemeanor. It's still criminal, right? It is. So we're talking about any breaking of the law, which could result in damages that you incur. Correct. Correct. Okay. So really it's it's any situation which if I provide information could even untie more information that could be perceived as legal stuff and then in this litigious society of everybody covering their backs we seem to take down so many more people <laughs> along the way through the investigative process so it's probably best to get somebody to assist you no matter what. Correct. Now when I evoke those rights and I say hey I'd like to bring in some representation mm-hmm. here. Uh, I'm not going to incriminate myself. These kind of work hand in hand, they right? They do. So how does Weingarten and Garrity work in concert together to support our employee rights? So Weingarten, you've already asked for union representation. So your union rep, like Sarah sitting next to me, say she's my union rep. Mm-hmm. So the, I've invoked my wine. Pretty good union rep. A very yeah, good. lawyer plus yes. a lot of experience. Yes, yeah. that's not bad. Yes. Can I, try, I bring you in? I try to avoid. Hey, no, no, no. I'm, I'm only only my own union. Thank you. <laughs> I was gonna say you like. That's a weird question though. It's like maybe pause. But could I like bring you over to like represent me from another local? It has to be your local bargaining. It has to be your local. Okay, this is more curiosity. <laughs> I've never asked that before. But yeah. Plenty of people, I, but I was curious. It okay. is, it, I did actually look that up. <laughs> yep. Yep. Okay, where were we? So you asked for wine garden first, yep. if you think any investigation could lead to discipline. And then we go into, is it administrative or criminal? Mm-hmm. That's where Garrity comes in. Okay, so that's really the process. If I was to apply this all, I get brought into or requested information of in any way, shape, or form for an incident or situation or something maybe I don't even have any context to. Maybe it involves other people and somebody says I was there. Whatever. I'm being nasty information. To evoke my Weingarten rights means that I want representation to maybe walk through me with this. Mm -hmm. And it's probably best no matter what. Even if you're the president of the local with the most local experience, you probably want that second set of eyes and ears to listen into what's going on and kind of consigliere for you in a way but also witnesses are good 
Yes. Especially if there's only two or three people in the room and you're the only one on your side of the table. <laughs> yes. And then on top of that, I want to uh, get Garrity rights involved when there might be a criminal situation is when I would say, hey, is this going to be criminal? And that's when I want to invoke those. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yep. And also, Sarah hit on it on Weingarten about written statements. You are protected if it's going to be criminal or the potential of criminal, you can be t- protected under Garrity. And there's uh, a form that you can actually add on or you can actually write it in your statement invoking your Garrity rights. So it's not only the statements that are made, it's any documentation that you provide, like a written statement. Those can protect you and those cannot be used against you in a criminal proceeding. So we'll just take a scenario that uh, a worker is charged with selling illegal drugs called in the supervisor's office and said, hey, there's an allegation that you're selling drugs. This is all voluntary. You don't have to say a word. If you don't say a word, nothing's going to happen. You're not going to be terminated, anything like that. But anything you say can be used against you in a criminal proceeding. You go ahead and you answer those questions. You don't invoke Garrity. You voluntarily gave that information and you weren't compelled. You weren't forced to answer the questions. So you don't get Garrity. Say they terminate you, they can turn all that over, and then that can be used against you in a criminal proceeding. Because you literally willingly gave them the information. Willingly gave it to them. Now, if the employer, same situation, says, hey, thanks for being here. Um, You know why you're here. You are going to be asked to answer all these questions, answer them truthfully. If you don't, we could terminate you. Obviously, that's when you would invoke your Garrity rights. You answer the questions, they can still terminate you for city violation or your township violation for illegal drug use. But any of those statements now, because of Garrity, they cannot send them over to the prosecutor. They can't be used against you. You don't want to just give them more information. No. Even if you, what you did was wrong, <laughs> you certainly don't want to add to right. it. I mean, you know, sometimes we're accused of things we didn't do. We certainly don't want to add to that either. Yep, and Garrity will not protect you from lying either. Right. Nothing will. <laughs> Nothing will. I think that we got to make sure we, we cover that here. Uh, these laws are designed to protect the innocent and for people to not be badgered into doing things away from the process. But I think at the end of the day, tell the truth, do the right thing, right. and everything will be just fine. Mm-hmm. Right. That's true. And you, you don't want to be insubordinate. Make sure that you are going through the process they're asking you to. Just make sure that you are invoking your rights and that you have representation. If it's a criminal proceeding, you invoked Garrity, and then then your rights are protected, and then you make sure you're answering questions truthfully and appropriately. As our legal counsel, I think that's probably good advice. <laughs> Quasi-legal <Try>. counsel. <laughs> oh, Aaron wouldn't like that. Thanks, um, counsel. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 don't bring that into it. <laughs> Ken, any closing thoughts? When in doubt, get union representation. That's what they're there for. That's what you pay your dues for. Those are your legal rights. If you have any questions, go to your shift steward, go to your e-board member and ask for those rights. At a minimum, you can call and be like, here's what's going on. Get some free advice out of it. Yeah. Not costing you anything. Mm -hmm. I find, and it's probably not true for every e-board, but I find that mine is very responsive. When people need those, they take it very seriously. And I'm guessing that's something that's shared across all the locals. I would say so. And, And just a tip, if you're a union rep, your responsibility is to the member. Don't go blabbing their information. If they want to share it, that's up to them, but you're there for them. 
I find more often than not the members blabbing and the <laughs> e-board or the representatives telling them to shut up. Mm-hmm. And they're doing a much better job than the member <laughs> who's being questioned. Yeah. That may be true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, thank you guys very much. I think this was very educational for a lot of our members, and I hope it really hits home for everybody. Thank you. Thank you. See you in September. Join All right. us. All right. Thank you to Ken Barnes and Sarah Coddington-Heath for coming on the show to help us better understand Wine Garden and Garrity Rights. Please email us your feedback and tell us what you think about the show, or send us ideas for future episodes to mpffupodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at m.p.f.f.u. And finally, please subscribe, like, and share all content on the Michigan Professional Firefighter Union YouTube channel. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.